Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Fatherhood and Flow. I'm Sam. And I'm Dave. And on this week's episode, we wanted to talk a little bit about why it's awesome to be a dad. You know, we've talked a lot about the individual side of it, how to find your identity, how to support your partner, some of the logistical things. But really, Dave, I think you're with me on this. Um, being a dad is just a lot of fun. It's the best. You just get to experience everything through watching. You really experience life in a whole nother level because you're watching your children grow and learn and adapt. And that experience is just unlike anything you can ever experience. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think the watching them learn part is, uh, is really interesting. You know, I've always liked psychology and thinking about how I learn and how I look at situations and you get to watch life be being developed and, you know, like thinking and talking and Jude is just starting to talk and it is hilarious. I would agree with that. It's amazing. It's so awesome. You're like interpreters. Yeah. You, you, <laughs> there's a language that you form <laughs> and, you know, we know exactly what he's saying. I don't pe- know what he's saying. <laughs> people look at us like, <laughs> you understand that? We're like, yeah, you understand that. Um, it, you know, just about going going with the flow. And um, actually, there's this this TED Talk uh, about music. And he talks about music as a language uh, by Victor Wooten. And one of the things he says in there is, is kind of funny. He's like, you know, when you're learning to speak, um, he's like, nobody punishes you for your mistakes. Mm-hmm. And in fact, when you say it wrong enough times, people start to say it your way. True. You know? That's and that's true because really Jude has these random, random words or more like sounds that represent things. Um, and we know exactly what they are and we'll say them back to him. And, uh, until, until Dave gives us a weird look, we don't even know, <laughs> we don't even know that, uh, that it's strange. Yeah. I look over and I go, I'm not sure what just happened, but apparently they're on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, a lot of a lot of different fun times, um, and you know our kids are at different points. You know my uh, son Jude is about two and a half. I have a six month old, and uh, how old is Max? Now? Max is eleven months now. Eleven months. So in the last eleven months, um, you know, and I don't know if you can pick one or if just one pops in your head, but what's one of those moments where you're just like, man, this is, it's this is an awesome time to be a dad. So we have a little swing in the backyard, and the first time that he got on the swing, it was like the coolest thing ever because he was just so excited. His eyes lit up. He was happy. He does this thing we call it Flappy Bird where he just starts flapping his <laughs> arms up and down, and it's so cute. And then you just see his smile, and you can, you can literally tell. It's just sheer enjoyment, excitement. He's loving every minute of it. And I think that's really... I don't know that I can really say one one thing, but I can say one combination of things. And it's just that moment when he is just, it's like all cylinders are firing and he is just so happy, so excited. He's learning and it's just, it's amazing. And I, I guess, you know, going along with that, it's also the learning aspect too, where, I mean, you can watch him and it's almost like you can see the gears turning and he's trying to problem solve and figure it out. And I think that is one of the things 
when I was trying to prepare for the to be a dad, I was like, well, what can I do? You know, if I could say one thing that would make me feel like an accomplished father, it would be to teach my children to know that they always have a choice and that through that choice and that decision-making pattern, they can learn how to problem solve. And no matter what happens, Mm -hmm. no matter what they get faced with, there's a way to make a decision and a choice to decipher through, you know, the, the difficult challenge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I really like how you say that giving them a choice, even the other night, um, you know, Jude's a toddler and he pushed Rosie who was at dinner (laughs) and I just look at, uh, Dave and another dad who's there, Riley. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what to do, but, um, I kind of just gave him the choice to apologize and he was either going to, sit next to me and, you know, not have any treats or not have any snacks or anything and just kind of sit there and, you know, or he could apologize and then he would get a treat and he chose not to apologize. And I don't totally get it, but I'm a toddler. And the one thing I know about toddlers is you cannot make them do anything. They are, uh, a lot of people say it's like the early stages of like teenager, like the toddler is going to, is going to kind of go their own way. And nobody really knows how to handle that. Maybe somebody out there does. If you know how to, if you please, know what please, to do for please sure, please call in because uh, that would I would like I'd like some help with that. <laughs> no, that you bring up such a good point because when that happened, I kind of looked around and I was like, well, I don't know what to do, you know. And I was like, yeah. well, what's he gonna do? How's he gonna handle this? Yeah, and you can't you can't ignore it, but also you know it's like he you know no, nobody really got hurt, and I it was probably like. You know, apparently toddlers don't have impulse control. So, you know, he doesn't really know why he did it. It's not like there's a reason. It's kind of just happened. So you also don't want to be like so harsh that he feels like he's a bad person because of it. Because that's not really the case either. Right. So like what you said, you know, making sure that they have a choice along with that, I think consequences for their actions. That's a really important Mm -hmm. thing. For me teaching Jude, even as a toddler, it's like, hey, you chose this, and this is what's happening because you chose this. And if you choose something else, then that happens, right? You know, whether that's um, even like, okay, you get to play, like you chose to play with this toy. Now you have to share this toy with your little Mm -hmm. brother. Um, Yeah, just different. The element of choice is really interesting. That's such a good uh, a good way to describe it too. And you think about it, and it's just really that whole cause and effect, you know, aspect that it's those type of principles. I think that may be laxed in the world today. And it's not like I am by no means a, a an accomplished parent. I don't have all the answers. But as I look around and I learn from other situations and from other parenting techniques and tactics you know, some of the things that I'm like, well, I may try and do it a little bit differently is in the sense that, you know, I feel like there's not a lot of that teaching of choice and accountability mm-hmm. and accountability. the consequence. Yeah. Accountability is a big one. I think, uh, even, you know, in the, in the workplace, mm-hmm. accountability is one of those things that companies struggle to create within their employees. Um, well, hey. think about this. Where we as human beings, we are cre- uh, creatures of habit. And so when we learn and we have some sort of a habit form, that habit carries throughout our entire life. So, 
if you can learn how to teach and direct these principles now from a very, very early age, I feel like that will create that ripple effect and change some of that dynamic. Because you're exactly right. Most companies don't have accountability. But most areas, period, don't have accountability. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. And I think that's something you can start teaching from a really young age. And, you know, you definitely don't want to take the like the fun and excitement away from things. But it, for me, with with uh, my kids, it's a very just kind of matter of fact. It's like, hey, you did this. Here are the consequences. Like, it's not, it's not bad. You're not in trouble. It's just this is the reality is that, you know, like your actions have a reaction and you're accountable for the impact you have on the world around you. You know, whether that's, uh, you know, a good thing or a bad thing. Um, and just learning because I think when that's made really clear – even even with Jude, you know, he has started to learn, like, how to play better with his little brother, which is kind of a challenging thing. But, mm-hmm. you know, on the subject of some of the best times to be a dad, watching watching these kids play together and start to get to the point where, you know, he just wants to, like, just to, uh, you know, like hold his hand and, and just, you know, be with them and snuggle mm-hmm. with them. And he just gets so excited uh, about his little brother. There are also times where he just he doesn't really understand that the six month old baby can't wrestle with him like mm-hmm. I can, and that was yeah. actually a really interesting moment. Was you know Jude and I are wrestling, and that's probably like one of the most fun times I have with him. It's just kind of roughhousing and and um, and just playing around, and you know. But then he'll go and he'll want to go wrestle with Coda, mm-hmm. and you know, just kind of trying to communicate even though he's only two and a half, like, hey, that's something that you can do with with your dad, but it's not something that you can do with your little brother. And they honestly, they, it takes some time, but they start to pick up on stuff like that. And I think you just have to say it and expect that they'll understand. One of the things that I think gets in the way of accountability early on is um, I hear a lot from people like, oh, well, they're not going to understand that. Yep. Or they don't, you know, they're not going to get that. Um, so like, why bother? But um, just always speaking to them as if you expect them to understand, I think is a big thing that'll really help because they do, they understand a lot, even at a really young age. That's something I've learned definitely from you and watching you and your interactions is, you know, you, your whole idea is taking a different lens and looking at it through their eyes, you know, instead of sometimes it's so easier, it's so easy to react instead of being proactive, you take more of a proactive approach where it's like, okay, well, what's, what is he thinking right now? How is he processing? How can I teach him instead of force him, you know, or it's more of an encouraging approach rather than a, just, this is the way it is. You, you seek to understand instead of seeking to be understood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Going back to those seven habits. Yeah. I like that a lot. It's fun to watch that interaction. That's one of the cool things too, you know, about being a dad that I love too, is it's, when you have friends that are parents, you know, you can look and you can kind of see, I mean, it's just, it's that observation phase where, you know, you're, there is no manual for being a parent. And the whole point is just figuring out how to be the best that you can at it. But you can learn a lot by building those friendships. You know, we talked the last few episodes about, you know, some of the friends and having that independence, but a lot of that can come from, who you hang around with and you can, it can help you become the best 
person that you are, the best father that you want to be, which will in return help your children to become the best that they can be. Yeah. And, you know, a big part of um, my goals with this with this podcast and, and, you know, talking to you and everybody out there is to kind of generate different perspectives from different people. You know, I think there isn't one approach to parenting. And in fact, uh, you know, I've, I've read a lot of different books on parenting and a lot of them kind of come out and say, oh, well, this is the way to do it. This is right and this is wrong. And I try to just ignore that part of every book I read and just look at, oh, that's an interesting approach. That's an interesting approach. That's an interesting approach. Like, oh, here's something that Dave does. Here's something that this other person does. Like, here's something that this random person in a grocery store said to me that actually like really clicked (laughs) and made me think about parenting in a different way. Um, How do I... Okay, and then taking all that information and then, like you said, looking at it through the eyes of of my son and saying, which one of those applies now? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's, to me, that's like one of the most fun parts is trying to like see the world through his eyes. And sometimes it's hard. Like I remember, man, it was just a couple of weeks ago and he's learning how to talk and he's getting so excited that he knows how to talk and he's so observant of the world. And, um, and we, he got up and he was just playing in his room before us. And then he runs in and starts, you know, yelling about, um, I think he was yelling, uh, that daddy's awake. He's like, Oh, dad, we, you know, in his own <laughs> language, right? He's not saying dad's awake. And I was not awake <laughs> at all, but through doing so, he, uh, woke me up. And so then I was awake and like the excitement of him running around, jumping on the bed, just yelling like dad's awake, mom's awake, Coda's awake, even though none of us were awake and then watching us wake up and he just got so excited. And you know, on one hand, you're like, dude, I want to sleep. And on the other hand, it's like, wow, to he's just so excited that he can go into this room and there's all these people that he loves and he can start making noise and they wake up and all of a sudden he's like jumping on the bed and he's just pumped on life. And, you know, like I was still uh, tired, but I, I kind of shared some of his excitement, you know. Isn't it amazing how that happens? I was just thinking about that actually. So the other day I was doing something and I was like getting frustrated with something I was working on and uh, Katie had Max in her arms and they came outside and they were just looking at me and he just started smiling and like giggling. And I was like, I am such a moron. I can't even stay mad. I can't even, you know, cause I'm uh-huh. looking at this little bundle of joy and he just is so excited and so happy and it just melts through everything, you know? Yeah. And then you, you begin, you begin to take part in that enjoyment that they are having and it just, it, it makes everything better. Yeah. Like I've been working on a lot of projects as you know, just working on the house and, getting ready to move and a lot of stuff going on right now. And, um, it's definitely stressful at times. And I, yesterday I walked back in the house after, um, you know, prepping a deck to be refinished like all day and I'm exhausted and kind of annoyed <laughs> and stressed and, and Jude runs out and he's like, data, big job, big job. <laughs> and just kind of like makes this like, like strong arm, like motion and, and, <laughs> And just start cracking up because like he gets it like he knows that I'm working on something hard and he he gets it but at the same time to him it's not like there's none of this 
Like, oh, that must be stressful. That must be hard. He's like, that's awesome. Dad's working on this big job. Like, <laughs> well, what a cool teaching moment, too, that he does get it, right? Mm-hmm. He understands. He sees that work ethic. And that's something we're going to be talking about a little bit in the next episode. But, you know, you, it just, you can't really define a favorite part. It's just enjoying what they see through their eyes. Yeah. And that awareness, you know, and you have to become aware. Otherwise, you'll miss out on so many amazing yeah. things. And we kind of talked about letting time stop in a previous mm-hmm. episode. I think like the other day we're on a hike and we're on the way back from Ruth Lake in the Uintas. And he sees this pine cone and he has to put the pine cone in the water. Like he has to. And so we're like, okay, we'll let him put the pine cone in the water. And then he sees another one. And he puts it in the water and he sees another one and he sees another one. And he, and we kind of just let him watch because I think, you know, the, the instinct is like, Oh, Hey, we're leaving. Come on, let's go. But you know, if you're not, if you don't actually have anywhere to go, or maybe you question where you think you need to go and when you think you need to get there, because maybe you're rushing to lunch or something or um, rushing back home and you don't really need to be there at a certain time just try to watch them. And I think that's like Maddie and I were just standing there just laughing. Um, and like, they, they kind of just get in these ruts and they're just be kind of, at least in the toddler stage, become obsessive about these things. And at first, you know, it can kind of be like, okay, enough of that. But then you take a step back and you just appreciate how stoked he is on this like totally random thing, you know, putting pine cones in a lake. And it's like, wow, he can do that for 30 minutes and stay excited. I'm like, what can I do for 30 minutes straight and stay <laughs> excited, you know? Yeah. And there's actually a lot you can learn from them. Oh, so much. I probably learn more from him than he does from me, you know, when you really think about it. you're. But you have to be in that frame of mind in order to see that too. You know, I mean, if you're if you're not looking for it and you're not paying attention and you do let the time constraints or any, you know, some of these other things that are pressing take the forefront of that situation, then you miss out on that learning experience. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something, you know, if there's one piece of advice I could give in this episode is really just enjoy and learn. I mean, look for the opportunity to learn from your children because you really will learn more from them than they, than they will from you. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I think on, on so many levels, that's, that's the most fun part Mm -hmm. is that you can, like, you get to play with them, but then you get to just kind of like watch how they play. It's like the playing with blocks is a great example of this. If you're playing with blocks with your kids, because you want to build a block tower, you're going to be really disappointed (laughs) because you're not going to get very far. But if you want to see how they interact with the blocks and like you can try to do your thing too, but you know, playing with them is really about just kind of like seeing them learn. Like I remember when Jude started stacking things and he started stacking everything. All of a sudden we'd go in his room and he'd be so pumped. He'd run out and grab me off the couch. And, uh, and he always tells me bye when he wants me to leave what I'm doing. So if I'm in the middle of something where he'll come up and be like, bye dad, bye dad. But really he's like, Hey, like he's saying bye to what I was doing on my own. Cause now it's like my time to I was like, no, no, come, come play with me. Bye to that thing that you're working on. Um, and shows me just like towers and whatever. And, you know, you talk about like creative, creative ideas, um, and like things like object, um, how, what's it, there's a term for like, when you, when you look at an object 
in like one functional use case. You're like, oh, this is a notebook. I write in it. That's what I do with a notebook, right? Kids like don't have that. So if you watch them, all of a sudden you see these uses for things that are just totally like you would never have thought. It's, that is a very good point. The creative aspect, which is so cool to see because somewhere along the lines we get older and the creativity seems to go away. And I think you've got you know a great creative outlet with music. But uh, you know, I think in most cases, some of that sort of goes away, and you lose sight of that really important role that you need in life as an outlet. Um, because we put barriers, we put limitations, we put you know all these different things in our own life, and kids they really don't. I mean, they don't necessarily have fear, they don't have limitations, they don't have anything holding them back because they're experiencing everything as if it was brand new. Mm-hmm. And that's so unique and cool to see because it changes everything about how you look at your life in the sense that you're like, okay, well, what limitations, what boundaries am I putting on myself and how can I eliminate those to really find more joy and happiness in life as a whole? Yeah, absolutely. Um, And on that note, I mean, this happened today. I feel like every day there's a, uh, there's like the best moment of being a dad typically happens like every day. Um, and today I was playing guitar, you know, with my amp cranked cause, uh, Maddie and the kids were on a walk and then they walked inside and Jude walks in the room and just hearing my electric guitar playing through the amp. Cause I usually don't do that. Um, when people are in the house, he's like, Whoa. And then he runs over to the drum set and he starts banging on the drums <laughs> and we jammed for like a solid, I don't know, like minute That's <laughs> and so he's awesome. playing the drums and I'm on the guitar and you talk about, you know, that creative outlet and just like the no fear, you know, bringing them into that world. And I mean, just watching him learn and get excited about, um, you know, my guitar and everything like that. Uh, just so cool. Cause um, yeah, obviously I get excited about that, but to see this little toddler, you know, adopting those, those, uh, that excitement as well, just, uh, that was probably, that's, that's probably the coolest experience I've had as a dad so far. That's a neat experience. And I love that you brought that up because you're right. I mean, when you can bring them into that, basically they bring you into the space and then, you know, you, you recipro- reciprocate, but, um, yeah, no, I love that. And that's exactly right. If you can learn, because, you know, you look at the bigger picture too here is you, life is such a complex and, and short thing that we get to deal with. I mean, you don't know what's going to happen today or tomorrow. And so if you begin to live your life and every moment as if it was the last moment you were ever going to have, that no fear and that boundary, boundarylessness, is that even a word? Uh, it is now sweet I made no a word today. <laughs> no boundaries man <laughs> but it, the boundaries it, of the words it gives you yeah see there you go I'll put <laughs> practice no that's awesome one one track mind there um but no that it just it changes things and, and gives you a lot more opportunity yeah. so i did think of the, my favorite experience okay okay well, so max goes down for a nap and the first time he did this it was so funny so he goes down for a nap, he's in his crib, and he wakes up, and he's just in his room talking and playing, you know, making noise, not really talking. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we open the door, and he's just standing on on 
the mattress on the crib with his hands on the rail with this huge smile just looking up at Katie and I. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, this is what parenting is all about. Like this is this makes every difficult situation 100% worth it because yeah. you just it's that connection and just you feel that sheer joy. Yeah. I totally agree. Awesome. Well, it's a great note to end on. Um, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, this is fatherhood and flow.